It is the Frank and Friends Show. Hi, I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Catherine Frady. It's always good to see you, Catherine. It's great to see you, too. Thank you for being here, and thank Absolutely. you for watching, liking, sharing, subscribing. And smashing that button. To get your notifications every time we upload a new episode to the YouTube channel. And I'm really trying hard to push for that 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. I've had um, some random salespeople come to the house. and uh, <laughs> Do we have business cards? You know, we might this week. We'll have them. What is today's date? It would be the 8th. Mm-hmm. I'll have them by Valentine's Day. Oh, fantastic. I know that. I think that'll be helpful. We can pass them out and have people really... Yeah, I got a good deal good. On, on them. Um, thanks to uh, Byron's Printing in Friendsville, Louisville? I think it's Friendsville. Anyway, uh, Mike Whidbey, who runs the Cherokee Caverns with his wife, Dana, they have their real job, their day job, if you will, is Byron's Printing. Okay. So nice. we're having um, them print up business cards and... Business card magnets. Nice. Because I'm going to hand out, there's an event coming up at the, with Dr. Bass at the cave um, where we're going to hand out these business card magnets. That'll be great. On Valentine's Day. And then I'll have paper business cards that we can do the rest of the time. I think that's great. But I got enough extra magnets that you get one. Fantastic. And in the meantime, if you can share with all your friends and ask them to subscribe too, we'd really yeah. appreciate it. Otherwise, we'll kind of take this magnet and we'll rub it all over your yeah. credit cards and uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> mess you up somehow. So uh, that's that's not going to be available in the merch store. These are like, exclusive, just from um, Byron's. You know they don't. We don't. So we'll have to. You have to find us in person to get one of the magnets or the business cards. Well, that could be a fun game. Find us in person. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, one, go ahead. I think there are like other games like that with, um, you know, what was it? The little video game where you're like searching for. Where's Waldo? No. No. I don't even know, but anyway, you just find, go back to find you just, Frank or a friend. You just go back to your thoughts, <laughs> Catherine's. Oh, before we start, you know, Catherine's just like, uh, well, let me. I got You keep thinking. I, okay, I got to do the plug okay. for Akima Cabaret. Okay, you want to okay. help me with that? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up on February eighteenth and nineteenth, the Akima Cabaret is back, and it, they only do it every other year. Oh. So technically, they didn't miss one. Because they managed to slide theirs in in 2020 on schedule, whatever day it would have been in February or March. Nice. Before the shutdown. It was before the shutdown. That's great. Um, The shutdown would have been like a week or two later. And now here it is. They're comfortable doing it again, February 18th and 19th at the Mill and Mine, which is a lovely venue. I've never been there, but I've heard it's fantastic. It is. It's real, real strong. They have a balcony in the back, and they've got the nice big floor. You can put up tables and a stage, a decent stage. Um... It's yeah. I've emceed a few things and you know attended a few things Up there. The mm-hmm. It's good. It's good, uh, and that's where they're going to put on this show called "The Roaring Twenties When Decades Collide." And so they're going to do a mashup of the 1920s and the 2020s, right? Of the yeah. songs. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Get a little bit of that speakeasy attitude of the Roaring Twenties and uh, music and dance from both time periods. Um, they also, you know, they they promise some kind of uh, outrage, not outrageous comedy, but some kind of funny. Are you, you going know, to be there? Was that the outrageous comedy? No, I'm going to be in the audience. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So find Frank, sit next to him, and have some outrageous comedy. <laughs> see, if, see if I have any of my magnets on me, right? Uh, there's a 7 o'clock show on Friday, February 18th, where I'll be. I guess I'll have to put a magnet in my pocket now, just in case. Yep. Uh, and then there's also a matinee on Saturday the 19th, and the money from the ticket sales support dozens of nonprofit organizations here in East Tennessee and I'm I was impressed by the list. That's really what sold me. Yeah. When I read through the list and saw, oh, these are ones that I have either 
supported in the past. You know, usually my gifts are in kind. Uh, right. But nevertheless, uh, a lot of ones I recognized and ones that I know from firsthand experience are quality organizations. Yeah, they give to a lot of nonprofits. The list is yeah. long, so you can check that out on their website. At akimaclub.org, where you get your tickets for the cabaret. 75th anniversary for Akima Club of Knoxville. And uh, this cabaret has been going on for, I think it's the 40th cabaret or something like that. Oh, that's great. It says on their website. But anyway, that's all, that's all happening on the 18th and 19th. Do you think it would up our chances to get a grant for Marble City Opera if we supplied some performers for the cabaret? Well, um, you, for two years from now, I mean, this year your show year is rehearsed right. and done, but yeah. I think that would be a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Because they have, I mean, they, they do they have a professional choreographer or somebody, and then a lot of the ladies who are members of the club, like my friend Harriet Miller and Irene Matthews from Brown Squirrel Furniture and Mary Sue Greiner, who I think works at the Symphony, they're all members, and they get to put on the show. Nice. That's fun. Yeah. So we'll yeah. find out. I mean, actually, you know, maybe you and I can go over and uh, visit a rehearsal, and I can introduce you to all the right people. Oh, that'd be great. Right. Yeah. That's what I, was, I forgot to ask you about that, but you just keep... Every I know. Time I'm trying to get your attention on some of these things. Talk, I got business. <laughs> we have business to talk about. Like, can, what night can we go to an Akima uh, rehearsal? Right. I was going to go over and maybe get some sound bites. Okay. Not do a whole episode. We could do a whole episode if you want, but I was going to get some sound bites yeah. for next week's shows. And um, But you're just, like, lost in thought. I just, I've been lost in thought for days, and sometimes I just get completely silent, which is weird for me. Like, even when I'm by myself, I, like, often talk to myself. You know, all you have to do is say that you're meditating, and then all of a sudden it becomes a positive. I suppose that's true. But then I've been meditating a lot. (laughs) Well, what's the definition of meditating if not lost in thought? That's true. That's true. I guess. Yeah. Well, it's been going on a lot this week. I just, I can't... What are you thinking about? Everything. Clearly. I mean, I I have have a a lot coming up. All right, so you're the executive director of... Marble City Opera, and you have a big performance, a huge performance coming up in February. So it's now close enough. In fact, what is t- if today is um, the eighth? We've just yeah. started rehearsals okay. this last weekend. So you're yeah, you're into it already. Yeah. It's it's now less than twenty days away. It's yeah. okay. But it's been consuming my thoughts for sure. It's a big production. We're doing a world premiere, which you know is a little bit different than just producing a show that's already been done right multiple right. times. Um, yeah, so that's been consuming my thoughts, but also just every time somebody says something, I have an idea. You know, I've been talking to composers. I've actually been thinking about posting like a day in the life of of a portfolio artist because yeah. you know I go from doing a podcast to talking to a board member about donations and running a budget, and then talking to an artist and finding a new artist for somebody who's leaving, and talking to a composer for a future season, and it's just what all makes over you the place. a portfolio artist? What does that mean? Well, I kind of coined this term or stole it. <laughs> no, because I think I might be one then too. <laughs> I think you are. Yeah, it's uh, somebody who has a lot of different. Um, the jack of all trades, the master jack of, of all trades, master exactly. of none. <laughs> well, <laughs> well I mean, you are you are master of several. It is kind of that idea, you know, of a Renaissance man. But there's okay, I like that better. You know, well, yeah, a Renaissance man. It's not something I can call myself a Renaissance man, right? So I kind of why not? Around. You're in the arts. Yeah, you can be that a Renaissance. Well, I mean, because a Renaissance woman has a different connotation to it. Because I, does? I, I, yeah, I looked it all up a few years ago when I was trying to figure out, like, well, how do I incorporate the fact that I'm a singer and I'm an actress and I, 
yeah. uh, producer of works right. and do all of these different things, you know. Well, so. it's hard. I found in my life that I would get pigeonholed into one thing or the other. You know, and when I was a radio producer, I would absolutely get pigeonholed into that to the point where I would had to make a break from it. And I right. had to say, you no longer consider me a radio producer. Please stop it. Don't ever call right. me that word. Don't ever use the P word around me. <laughs> I don't want to be a producer of anything. Right. In reality, I become president of the Front Page Foundation. And what am I? I'm in effect the producer of the Front Page Follies for a few years. Right. And the same thing at the FBI Citizens Academy. You're in effect become the producer of these monthly meetings. Right. So those skills are valuable. Or the Frank and French show. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. But I mean, I prefer the being able to vent. You know, I get more satisfaction out of being able to use this as my psychotherapy right. and talk about these things. But I mean, I see what you're saying. So you get up in the morning and you rehearse. I practice. Yeah, normally in the afternoon, but... Okay. Well, I get up in the morning, and I have to go over there to the kitchen and do yeah. uh, Lake FM radio. Right. So, and then, meanwhile, the messages are coming in. They're flying in, right? From, uh, and you, I'm getting distracted yeah. by it, because it's the lady at the PJ Parkinson's event is saying, um, hey, I've got a question about something. And I'm like, I, I, I don't think that's my purview, but I will try to... Of course, I want to help you. Right. Or I get a message from... You know, my special friend, you know, who I've told you about, who's got some problem with the heat and air system or the her cell phone or something. Or her animal needs some yeah. you know, medication from yeah. the pharmacy. <laughs> One of those things. You know, so I was, she wants to chat about that. and um, Or it's any number of other, you know, people that I'm trying to get in touch with for Seymour Smokies. Yeah, pulling and, you in all of these different directions. Right, so you're trying, yeah. to, you're trying to focus, but it's, and you yeah. can't, and multitasking to me is a little bit of a myth. It is. Because you have to stop whatever it is you're currently doing and pretend to multitask on the next thing so you can stop doing that and go back to that. Or Which is exactly why I have so many different email accounts. Because... Yeah, you're trying to retrain me to use the, the correct email. Now, I think I did pretty good. You did. Because the other day, I sent you two emails, like, right back to back. But one went to Marble City Opera because it was specific to Marble City Opera, and the other went to my other account. Yeah, How did great. I do? It was really good. I was, like, very impressed. I was like, yes. I got them kind of back to back, but it was really nice yeah, I sent to them, have them. I sent them within minutes of each other. Yeah. But it helps me because then I can really, you know, categorize what it is that I'm working on in that moment. <laughs> Well, I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> I'm trying not to be put in a box, but I want my emails in one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, nice. I'm just excited because now you're lost in thought. You seem to have talked it out a little bit. You seem yeah. back to focus. And yeah. You can admire my bronzer, you know, if you want. Yes. Tell me about this bronzer on okay? Tuesdays. Yeah, it does. Well, I mean, like... nice and tan. You know, like you've been, does it look been real? on the beach. It looks real, though, right? It does. Okay. Yeah. So this is what happened on last Tuesday. Um, I, we did it, we record on, uh, generally speaking, we do the shows on Tuesdays and post them on whatever day they get posted. So I put on a little bit of the bronzer because it just makes me feel better. And when I like, when I look at it back, I like this way, this look better than the, the no sure. bronzer look. Yeah. So it's van- total vanity, but I left it on. I didn't take For it Einstein's. off. And today actually I'm supposed to go to the chiropractor. Okay. And then you're, you know, you're face down in right. one of these donut pillows with the you're paper. You're going to leave your so, bronzer on the yeah, pillow. Yeah, you end up leaving the bronzer on the pillow. Mm. Um, so I'm debating how to handle that. But Just leave it on the pillow. Last Tuesday, I didn't have anything else after we recorded our shows with uh, Dead Moe. With Moe, our mascot. 
And um, I went to Einstein Simplified, and we're backstage, and it's a different lighting back there. It's the you're in a stairwell, and it's the fluorescent right. lighting, the security lighting, and everyone's like, "What? Why did you get a spray tan? <laughs> Frank got a spray tan. <laughs> no, Frank didn't get a spray tan." And they're, so they're teasing me about it, and I said, "No, I'm just going on bronzer." And and they're like, "Oh, Paul and Aaron specifically are like, okay, and Greg, that's weird." But Jessica. The girl in the group, you know, says, it looks nice. <laughs> so then we go out on stage and uh, I said, I'm whispering to Jessica. I said, what about the bronzer? She said, you can't even notice it on stage. Right. It looks, it makes natural. you look, yeah, natural. Right. That's why you wear it right. is for when you're under the stage lights. That you don't get washed out. That's exactly why you wear it. Well, the first two or three improv scenes, Aaron and Paul and Greg are all making references to me wearing bronzer. I love it. And... So I just figure, what am I going to do? I just, I'm just, I just start, own I, it. I, I go out and take a bow. I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm like yes, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Thank just you. Own it. Bronzer. Mm-hmm. So, what else am I going to do about it? Um, but in the pictures, it looked pretty good. Yeah, you're like, well, I look good. So, <laughs> I looked okay. I mean, <laughs> so, I'm, even after I go to the chiropractor today, I think my plan is before I go to Einstein Simplify tonight, on? is definitely touch it up. No, nah, good. I think, I mean, why not? I, I support it. Yeah. Why not? All men who are going on, you know, under the stage lights, like for a theater or something, they're going to put on bronzer. Yeah. They're not yeah. going to go out there with just their well, naked face. Well, n- none of the other guys. <laughs> I'm the only one <laughs> of the people in the group. You should come to a show again. You haven't been in a I while. I know. I need to come. I know. It's the busiest time for you. You're lost in thought. <laughs> producing a show. Well, I get it. All right. Hey, um, let's take a moment to talk about our dear friends at BoneZones.com. Don't, Don't forget, forget the yeah. S. Right. Yes, right. I want to make sure I'm on the right. <laughs> Wait, is this the right commercial? Um, and actually, I'm excited because I'll get to see Dr. Bass a couple of times um, very soon. Uh, there's a sold out show lecture. How would you, what would you call it um, on Valentine's night? Nice at Cherokee Caverns. Um, I don't know that anyone ever cancels their reservations, but if you want to contact Cherokee Caverns through their website and just see, you could. But I mean, it's sold out within three days. Because it's a special VIP night with all sorts of extra gifts, including the Frank and Friends show business card magnet. But this is something they repeat every year. Yeah, we did it. Well, so. we did it two years ago before pandemic, and then we did it again this year. So, so if you're missing it this year, you can just make sure you're paying yeah, attention. And we'll probably have another event at the cave at some point during the year. It's just a That's fun good. place to do a show. I'd love to yeah. have you sing an opera or be fun. recital down there. It would be nice. But uh, Dr. Bass will be there. But then there's another one coming up that's free to attend. And I want to recommend that you join us on uh, Saturday, February 19th. I think it's 10 in the morning okay. in Sevierville. So I'll still be asleep. but You will be. Yeah. yeah, but I'll be over there in Sevierville at the Rose Glen Literary Festival. And uh, Dr. Bass will put on a lecture, and I'll be there to do the Q&A like I do. And then I think uh, they've got Sam Venable is speaking that same day. So is Art Bohannon. Nice. Uh, there's a bunch of... It's a good lineup. Um, oh, yeah, and a bunch of art uh, authors, local, and they bring in usually someone who's nationally or regionally known as the keynote speaker for lunch. You can get a signed copy of... Hey, you buy books and get them to sign. That's yeah. why all these authors are there selling books and, and asking, you know, and you have the opportunity to sign them. You walk up and down the hall, and there's just table after table of authors with their books. Do they sell the coins for Bill Bass at the, at the events? Yes. Uh, the uh, Dr. Bass merchandise is available anytime he goes out to speak, the Bone Zones merchandise. And that's the main thrust of BoneZones.com is where you buy your autographed Dr. Bass stuff, whether it's a photo or whether it's a T-shirt or whether it's a hat or the books. 
I don't know how you'd sign the challenge coin. Yeah, but it is really special, the challenge yeah. coin. But I mean, you could buy one and have a picture of yourself, get a selfie of you holding it, or have them sign a card. You know, He could probably sign one of the tumblers. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Sharpie. They've got Sharpies. You can sign anything. So, except... Except a coin. Uh, well, I mean, I think his signature's <laughs> already embossed on there in a different yeah. way. Yeah. I don't know. We're getting on a, a tangent, but you can call. <laughs> that's why Bone Zones. Go to bonezones.com. Don't forget the S. And ask them these questions. <laughs> because that's, we are not experts. <laughs> that's their actual job. Yeah. <laughs> so that I hope to see you there at uh, February 19th at the Rose Glen Literary Festival. And the website also has upcoming uh, appearances. That Whatever the next one's going to be. I'm not sure yet. Great. Well, that's exciting. Well, tell me about this, I mean, bananas. Been, I've, I've been asking you about, I'm, I'm trying bananas. to ask people, um, how many bananas do you buy? A week? Or at, at, one, at one time. Normally I buy five, five or six. They're called fingers. You know, a bunch of bananas is made up of five or six fingers. And then I hang them on my little, you know. Fruit. You have a banana hook? I do. I, wonder, I wonder if I should get one. I have found um, that when you use scissors to cut the bananas off, it, it, it's you'll not want to go back from, to doing it the old way. Try that. You, what, you cut it from the Yeah, do you have like food instead? scissors? Do you have like yeah. uh, scissors? Yeah, like, like for food specifically. Yeah, like we call them the bacon scissors because we cut the bacon with them. I call them my kitchen scissors. <laughs> okay, try next time you're having bananas, just for the, to uh, humor me, try cutting it off. Instead of tearing it off. Okay. And you end up with a little nub, of course, that sure. stays behind. But that's fine. And just tell me you don't think, this is just a better way to, to eat the disengage banana. the banana finger from the banana bunch. Well, I imagine it probably is. Because sometimes when you pull them off, yeah, you can yeah. kind of rip another one right. open. So just try it with the food scissors and tell me what you think. Okay. But, all right, so you buy a normal amount of bananas. When you go to... How many do you um, buy? Well, it depends where I'm shopping. I mean, when I'm at the regular grocery store, yeah, you try to buy enough that they're not going to go bad right. when there's only two people. Right. As with you. Right. You got to think, well, are we, how many days in a row are we going to eat bananas? Actually eat this banana, yeah. <laughs> so you don't want to get too many. Right. But when you end up, you know, you're in the mood for bananas and you're at like Sam's Club and they sell them in, I think it's a three pound bunch. Oh my goodness. Which is just like, it's like, Maybe two bunches at um, Kroger, but okay. they're they're all still together in right. one thing. So it's maybe like ten, like five in the back and five in the front. So you have to find somebody to split them with. Well, my wife. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> but you're gonna each gonna eat five. Well, you have to. What else are you gonna do? Yeah, find somebody to split them. Make with. Ban- you gotta, <laughs> gotta make banana bread. So, but sometimes people we'll end up buying that many bananas uh, at the store. But I noticed I, I was at the Sam's Club the other day. And I see a guy, and I thought he worked there. Okay. Okay. Because he has, but he had this like cart. he had this Rasputin look to him. This very nice. uh, just odd character, you know, okay. with a hat and the just everything about him just struck me as a little bit odd. Okay. And he has the big, not the shopping cart, but the big flatbed. Nice. Right. Yeah. And he's serious. He's loading bananas. And I'm looking at him going, well, he doesn't look like he works here. He doesn't have on the Sam's Club name tag and all the normal things that you would have, the vest or whatever. But then I, I thought, wait a minute, wait, he's not loading bananas onto the display. He's picking up boxes of bananas, cases of bananas, and putting them onto his cart. He's going to buy... Cases of bananas. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of bananas. And I'm trying to figure out... Does who- he own monkeys? <sighs> You see, I actually tried to speak to him. Did you? And, but he either pretended he didn't hear me, 
or actually didn't hear me, but I think he just didn't want to be, you know, he's one of those guys. I think he just, in since the pandemic, he's afraid of everybody. You know, he didn't mm. want to, he seemed to be very, okay. you know, don't, don't, Do you think don't come near me. he spoke English? I thought he did. But he might not have understood. I mean, he, he did, didn't. He didn't look. Uh, you know, I mean, how do you? How do you? I you, guess, don't I, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. He yeah, could have spoken any language. But I mean, to me, he looked like just that kind of a hipster guy. Okay. You know, kind of like a. Um, when I said Rasputin, I didn't mean to imply that he's showing up in some kind of medieval <laughs> garb and he's going to perform. That's magic. what I imagined. You know, you know, he's not. No, he's not taking over the Russian uh, czars. That's no. what I was thinking with the hat. I mean, you said the hat and the Rasputin. Well, but so I guess I was it was thinking, like, but it was like, like pushing it was, this card. Like, no, it was definitely more of a almost a California hipster vibe with the beard. Okay. And I don't even know how to describe him, except that it didn't occur to me that he. I thought. I thought. Of course, English. he spoke English. He just. Yeah. I assumed, and that. But that is a very strong possibility now that maybe he didn't realize I was talking to him to say, "Hey, how about all those bananas?" <laughs> what are you going to do with all those bananas? And I'm trying to figure out why on earth he would buy that many bananas. And that actually, as I'm describing this story to you, I wish I had thought of this sooner, but then I probably wouldn't have brought it up as a topic. It just occurred to me. Literally, just occurred to me. The last time I had that many bananas. You had that many bananas? Well, last time I was at a thing that had that many bananas, it would be like a 5K. Okay. That makes sense. Or a uh, the, the American Heart Association Heart Walk. Right. Or the... That makes sense. When I was with the FBI Citizens Academy, we used to sponsor the Law Enforcement Memorial Run. Mm. And I would literally go to Sam's Club and get them to donate granola bars and bananas. Mm. Uh, but I, I didn't get that many. I but wonder, if he has a big event and needs a thousand bananas or something. That's true. You would go to Sam's Club to get him. I wonder, I mean, it could also be like a food food shelter or yeah. homeless shelter. Maybe? I, I just I seems know. to me you could get a, if he's buying the greenish ones, you know, it seems mm. to me you could get a better deal on bananas than, you know, by, instead of buying the green ones, you'd buy the ones that are a day old or two days old. I don't know. I mean, that's what, yeah, it just seems odd that you would buy that many bananas in one, at one time. I like to think that he just owns a lot of monkeys. It would make sense. I mean, isn't there, there, there is a place where they own tigers or something in Oak Ridge nearby? Um, I think uh, if you go a little further west, there is a tiger reserve. And there's the Ponderosa, Little Ponderosa. Um, is that what you're thinking of? That might be in Anderson County. I'm not sure. I little just remember Ponderosa when Petting Tiger Zoo. King came out, there was yeah. like, you know, and then we had that loose tiger in, in Knoxville that there Allegedly. was. Allegedly. Yeah. yeah. But there that I've found in that my research during that time, like, are you serious? There's a tiger loose that there was like a little place in Oak Ridge that has, yeah, a tiger, ti- a tiger reserve. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, tigers. Maybe um, an illegal one, or but there was one in California outside Los Angeles that was one of those type of places, and they seemed to be reputable. You know, that they'd be on the news. And uh, the time that I needed a couple of tigers, we called them mm-hmm. for a photo shoot, <laughs> and uh, we, they brought them down. We were yeah. going to do a. a Siegfried and Roy style photo shoot <laughs> with Mark and Brian Did at KLOS. Did you do this? Do you have photos? Um, they exist somewhere on the on the internet, I'm sure. But we had Mark and Brian who had a vague resemblance to Siegfried and Roy anyway. So we told ABC that we were going to do a photo shoot with these guys. Mm-hmm. And they said, okay, well, come on over to Century City. We have a photo booth for this. We have a room and a photographer for publicity for photos. <laughs> no, for the TV people. Okay. Because it's, it's that, when I say ABC, I mean... You know, ABC. ABC. Right. Like television network. Yeah. Well, they own the radio station. They go over to Century City. They've got the white 
thing that goes like this, whatever that's called, a psyche. Yes. Something like that. Mm-hmm. And we put Mark and Brian in front of it, and the tie here come the tigers. And somebody said, you know, the photographer probably, I don't need to put Mark and Brian and the tigers on the psyche at the same time. Right. Here's probably what we're going not. to do. Is yeah. We're going to put the tigers here. So they come in, and the tigers, they just, they were very nice tigers. I mean, they were huge, and they could have killed any of us. But, but they were being very polite. They were being very polite, and they sat there, and they posed. And then we That's had them, nice. and then they took them outside, and they kind of just walking around on the grass with the tigers. Oh. And I'm out there with the tigers, and Mark and Brian go in to the room, and they, like, one of them does a pose where he, it's as if he's straddling the tiger that isn't there, right? But was there a moment ago, so this photographer's gotten it all figured out, and, and then he photoshops it. Yeah. it together to make it look like Mark and Brian are riding tigers or whatever it is it looks right. like. Yeah, that's um, pretty great. Yeah. I'm hanging out outside with the tigers, and I'm just thinking, this traffic is just driving by. And if they looked over, they're like, those sure look like tigers on the, <laughs> on the grassy knoll over there. Well, I've hung out with lions. I was in South Africa at, like, one of those lion parks, and I got to pet little baby lions. Those are awesome. Yeah, it was cute. Yeah, they got some baby lions at the Knoxville, uh, Zoo Knoxville. Do they? Yeah, new ones. That's exciting. I think all the old ones are dead today, so they had to get new ones. Oh. Okay. <laughs> when, when Frank Jr. was three or four, we took him to the Los Angeles Zoo, and he wanted to see the lions, and the sign was up that the lions had all died. Oh, no. That's terrible. <laughs> that used to be a terrible zoo. Betty White put a lot of money and raised a lot of money and helped fix that zoo, but that used to be a terrible zoo. Hmm. And little Frank Jr., is, we told him that the lions are dead. Do you have a favorite zoo? Um, well, let me tell you the rest of the story for a second. <laughs> Next family comes up, and they're trying to figure out where the lions are, and Frank Jr. goes over and little three-year-old system the lions are dead today <laughs> come back tomorrow <laughs> do i have a favorite oh, zoo it's amazing i used to love the bronx zoo when i was a kid i would go i was a member of the bronx zoo and i paid money to be a whatever and i i mean i used to go to fundraisers for the national zoo of washington nice i'm sure they we have pandas pay. there don't they oh yeah 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 I've seen the pandas. I mean, I, I don't know. I, mean, I, I I like zoos in general. I don't spend a lot of time at them. I do too. I like zoos. What do you, uh, the New Orleans favorite? Zoo is pretty great. I've heard of it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty great. They have, I mean, they have all of the alligators and the crocodiles too, which is fun. I have from New Orleans a severed um, taxidermied crocodile. No, rock, not a crocodile. Alligator head that for Mardi Gras we could uh, put on display instead of taxidermied. Oh, uh, okay. I've got upstairs. Switch out our mascot. Yeah, one reptile to another and see if anyone notices. I guess, are we in Mardi Gras now, too? No, that's not till March. Okay. Uh, I think think Ash Wednesday is March 2nd, which would mean Mardi Gras would be March 1st. You know I've never been to Mardi Gras. From what I understand, uh, you don't want to. My friend uh, Bruce, who um, the one who asked out my wife before I did, he went to Tulane, and he used to refer to the Gras as being like for amateurs, you know. I see. You don't really want to. Get down in the messiness of the of the gras. <laughs> I think everyone should experience it once, though. Well, you haven't. I haven't. Yeah. So. I mean, it's you know how New Orleans is is like on a regular Friday night, which kind of smells like the, vomit. The parades, I think. You know. Oh, okay. The cruise, the throwing out the, yeah. the stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, you don't. You can go to Mobile, Alabama. They have one. I know. I think it actually started there. Oh, that's cool. 
Yeah, because I have a friend who is from Louisiana. Uh, he lives in New York now, and he's an opera conductor. And we met over Christmas, and he ce- celebrates Mardi Gras in New York. Like, they, they make their king cake, and they ha- do all the things. But he was um, the artistic director for Mobile Opera at one point, and they do the Mardi Gras parades and everything there, too. I saw a picture on uh, Facebook. I don't even know who. the person. A person I don't know posted a picture from the Mobile... Uh, going to be the Mobile Mardi Gras Parade, they're building a Dolly Parton float oh, for this cool. year's parade in Mobile. Nice. That's fun. So that's kind of, that is kind of interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, I think are we, uh, we're kind of near the end. I have one more question for you, though, before we go, Catherine. Is where do you, um, where do you put your butter? In my fridge. <laughs> On my bagels. Okay. Do you, and that's, that's really what I th- is struck me as normal okay. most of my life. Is butter goes... Corn on the cob. And where, so where, there's usually a place on the door of the fridge. Yeah, right? on the door of the fridge. Is that where you'd put it in there? Most of the time. I mean, I also do have a, a butter dish. Okay. That sometimes I leave the butter in the butter dish on the counter. For how long? Well, a reasonable amount of time. <laughs> okay, no, no, this is the thing. Know. This is the thing. This is, maybe, maybe we have to go back and do a whole show on this because I didn't realize it was that dramatic. But apparently, someone in my wife's family, I think it might have been her late brother or maybe it's her sister, one of, somewhere along the way, caused us, meaning Jerry and me as a family, to now permanently leave our butter out at room temperature and not refrigerate it. Well, it's, it keeps it soft. I know. It's great. It's much better. In fact, that's what I have to get her for her birthday. A butter dish? She wants a butter dish. She wants a Polish butter dish. And I said, well, that's crazy because we use Irish butter. Why don't we get an Irish butter dish? <laughs> Good idea. So I sent her a picture of an Irish butter dish. And she's like, I don't want that one. I want the Polish butter dish. What's the difference? Is it shape or colors or design? Yeah, the design. The design. I'll show you. My grandmother used to have um, a round one. So it was like, and it was green and it had like a little lip on the the side of it and a lid. It's kind of similar to that, but this this one was like a pot. I don't know. I don't want to give away totally my wife's birthday present because it's still not till next month, but... That's what I'm ordering for her is a uh, a Polish butter dish. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. And I thought it should be a butter tub because we buy the bricks now. See, that's more like what my grandmother had. She had like the tub. Yeah. She also bought butter bricks, basically. And yeah. You, so you would just like cut it in half. Well, I, just, I mean, I, I buy the butter bricks of Irish butter and we just... See, see that, that green thing over there? That's actually yeah. a, a, a used one from the store that we're replacing with the nice fancy... Polish butter dish, so that you can just have room temperature butter. And I thought, this seems so odd, but I guess, why would butter dishes exist if it weren't the tradition for hundreds of years? When did we start refrigerating butter? I don't know. And why? And why? Yeah. It's just, all you're trying to ever do is melt it. (laughs) Right. When do you want hard, cold butter? (laughs) Under what circumstances do you want refrigerated butter? So... She told me to go to the uh, grocery store uh, recently and maybe pick up another butter. I think I had a coupon or something. And I came home with five bricks of this butter. And she thought I was, why did you do that? I said, well, because it was buy five, get $1 off per butter. So that was $5 off. Yeah. And then you keep it in the fridge. And the one you want to use, one you pull it out and you put it in your butter dish. Exactly. That's what we do now. So I guess that's, I'm going to say you should try that. I, I, I do that. Yeah. I mean, I 
I started using butter that is like oil based. I guess it doesn't have like the dairy in it. It's like a it's avoc- not butter. So I cannot believe that is butter. <laughs> I refuse to believe that is butter. So it doesn't last as long in the butter dish. It melts a little bit too quickly. Okay, but yes. But I, I never it never occurred to me that a dairy product wouldn't go bad because milk. I mean, you can't leave milk out. No, it'll curdle and it'll go bad. Although I am baffled by milk because when I was a kid, you you had a few days to buy milk, and then it, or you'd have to. I always go to the back of the dairy cabinet and try to find the one that was one day longer. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because it's going to go bad. Right. And then all of a sudden, within the past couple of years, they're probably putting some chemicals in it now. The the dates <laughs> that it seems to me that the date that the milk is good is. Much is twice as long as it used to be. It's not a week anymore. It's like two or three weeks. There's probably chemicals in it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I I like it because it saves me money and I can't taste the difference. So there you go. All these things though that you have to like bananas that you have to like count you know and see how many can I eat. It's like complicated. I'm getting it's stressed har- out. It's hard being <laughs> it's hard being a grown up, Catherine. <laughs> well, I did ask myself earlier this week when I was actually going to become a grown up. So I'm not. <laughs> Maybe you can Not find sure some uh, meditation guides, guide, <laughs> a guided wellness program. I was like, when are you going to grow up, Catherine? Yes, well, yeah. <laughs> Think about it. Yeah. But you know what? You could find those on audio. Audio. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> Audibletrial.com slash Frank and Friends show. <laughs> sit back and wait. <laughs> I was just getting comfortable. <laughs> All right. Put that on your list of topics. Okay. Catherine is Peter Pan. She won't grow up. <laughs> I find this fascinating. <laughs> Don't put just Peter Pan. You're not going to remember. I'll remember. You, you will? Yeah. But Catherine equals Peter Pan because okay. that's, I, don't, I don't think I'll remember. I'll All say, right. Catherine, why are we talking about Peter Pan? <laughs> I don't know. And I'll go off on some long tangent. <laughs> I have lots to say about Peter Pan, actually. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, you can probably find a version of Peter Pan at Audible if you tried. Um, you can go to audibletrial.com slash show, and during that 30 days that you try it out, during that trial period, download something and keep it forever. Forever. And then I mean, you could say words. <laughs> you literally keep it forever, and you can find anything that you want. I'm just enjoying the fact that Catherine's so... <laughs> I'm really lost. She's so lost in thought. Let's see if I can do it again. So the amazing thing about Audible is not only can you listen to the thousands and thousands of titles that you'd recognize, but they also have... They have books and all sorts of <laughs> things you can download. <laughs> uh, exclusive theatrical performances, comedy, uh, wellness programs, oh, podcasts, Audible originals that you won't find anywhere else. It's true. Yeah, They have all of those things. And if you'd like to help us out and support the Frank and Friends Show, go to audibletrial.com backslash Frank and Friends Show. Nice. <laughs> I got one. Lost in thought. In fact, I'll make a, make a note. That's going to be the topic title that for this episode. That is the title episode. for this episode. For uh, sure. Thank you so much for watching, sharing, liking, subscribing, for buying our merch at uh, Frank and Friends Show backslash store. I don't think we mentioned that at the top of the show, but we do have merch. I thought I need a drink right now. You talk. Yeah, you can get the mugs, the towel. Cell phone case. That's at frankandfriendshow.com backslash store. Sweatshirts, t-shirts, hats. Yeah. Pint glasses. Nice things. Uh, the bucket hat. I don't think anyone's bought the bucket oh, hat Oh, the yet. bucket hat is cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, also, I uh, appreciate your comments on YouTube. Get your friends to subscribe and make comments, too, because um, 
obviously, when, when people like Renee say, hey, you should put Mo in the background of the show. Now we have Mo. We have Mo. And Mo is our mascot. So I have to remember to put Mo away and bring him back out uh, for the next time. You don't want to just leave him here? Well, I mean, I suppose I could, but I had um, some salespeople come by. And we met here at the table. They're trying to sell us different home repair things. Mm-hmm. And they all say, what is the Frank and Friends show? I'm saying, oh, it's funny you should ask. Here's my business card. And uh, I don't know if I want to have them say, why is there a dead tortoise staring at me? You know? Do you think that they would know it's a dead tortoise? I mean, he looks so good. He doesn't look alive. Well, <laughs> true. But he could look like a model of a turtle. Yes, they might not realize that it's an actual freeze-dried tortoise. Yeah. Um, I know. I'll put him back. He's got a place. He's got a place of honor upstairs. Okay, good. That uh, I'll put him with the alligator head and the other weird things I've collected over my radio career. Good. And you'll All bring right. him down each week. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> Lost in thought. <laughs> Thanks for watching. I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Catherine Frady. And this is the Frank and Friends Show. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs> Lost in thought. <laughs> How's Maureen's oh barn house? <laughs> oh my God. Bonezonedout.com. <laughs> <laughs>